Chapter 20. A Hooker's Name. That's fucking low, Luke said, as he looked at the beat-ass twin turboprop parked in the hangar. It's going to take forever to get there in this piece of ass garbage, Luke said, stuttering, finding himself at a loss for words for the first time. Jesus, princess, I'm sorry this isn't up to your usual standards, Rhodes said. I told you low-key, and this is about as low-key as it gets in the world of air transportation. There are thousands of these things running around, and you'll be completely anonymous, which is exactly what we need, Rhodes said, enjoying watching Luke squirm. But, oh, it's so fucking gross, Luke began to say but was cut off when the pilot exited the bathroom. His dismay was clearly obvious to Rhodes and the pilot, his mouth hanging open several seconds too long. Hi there, Tiger, the pilot said as she walked up to shake his hand. Unfucking believable Luke screamed inside his head, temporarily losing control and leaking his thoughts to Jack. What are you talking about, Jack asked. I'm standing here with nastity, I mean chastity banks, the girl who roofied me up and screwed Quan and the Greenleaf fought. She's my fucking pilot. Jack didn't say anything for a moment, but Luke could tell his emotions weren't mirroring his. Flaming gleeful was a more accurate description of Jack's emotions. Quit bothering me, just grow a pair. I'm busy over here, Jack replied. Jack severed the connection immediately. Luke quickly returned his attention to the beautiful woman standing in front of him. Well, hi there to you, Nastity. I mean, Chastity, he said as he shook her hand. Unlike 99.9% .9 of the normal female population, Chastity didn't slap the shit out of him or flinch after he delivered his smart-ass remark. Instead, she just smiled and held eye contact as if she was meeting a disabled child. She acted as if she hadn't heard him and turned to Rhodes. I've activated the flight plan and can most likely make it to the first site before dark, if we get a move on, she said, cutting her eyes toward Luke. Okay, that's what I want to hear, Rhodes said. Glasser, stow your gear and take a piss now if you need to. No mid-air bathroom breaks for you, Cupcake, Rhodes growled. You two need to haul ass. Luke cut his eyes at Rhodes as Nastity left and began doing her pre-flight inspection of the aircraft. I forgot, you two know each other, Rhodes said with a shit-eating grin. Yeah, I'm sure you did, Luke said sarcastically as he tossed his gear in the rear seating area and climbed into the plane. You did what to the fucking body? Serena heard Beth scream from the living area of their New York hotel. I just ordered a casket, and you're telling me he was cremated? What do you mean he had no next of kin, children, or wife? I'm his sister, Beth shouted. The hospital morgue administrator offered her profuse apologies while holding the phone away from her head to keep the screaming from damaging her hearing. She was spared additional pain and suffering when Beth hung up abruptly. Serena heard the phone slammed into the cradle from the other room. What's the problem? she asked. Fucking Halvers was cremated, Beth screamed. So, what does that matter? Dead is dead. 
It's not like we were going to go to his funeral, Serena said. Beth cut her eyes at her. I wanted to see him. Why? Serena asked. A silence hung between them long enough for Serena to understand what was happening. You don't trust me, is that it? Serena asked. I didn't see the body, Beth replied calmly. Like goddamn did, and believe me, he was fucking dead. If you had any doubts, then why didn't you do it yourself? You send me out to do a fucking job, one that I didn't want to do, I'll remind you. And I did it. Serena threw her phone at Beth. Look again, goddammit. I sent you the picture of him, she shouted. Beth picked Serena's phone off the sofa and handed it back to her. I don't like loose ends, that's all. I trust you, it's just, when shit like this happens, I'm paid to be suspicious, Beth said. Serena took a seat on the sofa, talking to herself out loud. I didn't think I could do it, at least well, until he hit me, she said. Hit you, Beth asked. Yeah, he was into the rough stuff. Apparently the escort service knew about it, Serena said. Anyway, when he hit me, I wasn't expecting it, and all I felt was rage. I never wanted to kill anybody so bad in my life. Serena hunched her shoulders as if the weight of killing a man was too much to bear. Beth sat down beside her and stroked her hair. He did the right thing. He was a shithead, and worse, he was a danger to your employer. No one's going to miss him, that's for sure, Beth said. They sat, consumed in their own thoughts, when Serena finally broke the silence. You still don't trust me, do you? I don't trust anyone. But after everything, even in spite of the fact that Magnus hired you, I'm getting there. You got me out of Greenleaf, patched me up, and have done everything I've asked of you. So, yeah, I guess I trust you. Uh, at least as much as I can trust you for now, Beth said. Then why are you always going to the other room for your phone calls, Serena asked. Habit, I guess. Just talking to the boss, Beth said with a sigh. Well, what does the boss have to say these days anyway, Serena asked, checking the stitches on Beth's leg. Not a whole lot, actually. He's not happy. We've got to find the virus beds. That's the first thing right now. We've got to get that done, and then we'll see where we stand with everything else, Beth said. Never a dull moment, Serena replied, as she removed her shirt and pulled Beth close for a kiss. Luke sat in the co-pilot seat, listening to Chastity talk to ground control, preparing to take off. For once, he was quiet and at a loss for words. He watched her check dials, gauges, her perfectly manicured fingers moving effortlessly across the cockpit instruments. They were an hour into a five-and-a-half-hour flight to a small airport just outside Heiko, Texas, before Luke finally spoke. So, you miss Quan? He hasn't heard from you, Luke said, referencing the sexual encounter he witnessed between Quan and her at Greenleaf. So... After all this time, that's all you got? Men are so jealous, she sighed. Me? Jealous? In your wildest dreams, nastity. She cut her eyes at him and smiled. Right, she said. 
Luke squirmed in his seat, acting as if he was searching for something on the ground. She wasn't giving him anything and certainly wasn't rattled. Cool as a cucumber and driving him crazy. You know, I thought you were dead. I mean, I went to your apartment for the lunch appointment you missed and you weren't there, Luke said in a huff. Well, I appreciate your concern and I'm sorry I missed our date. However, I was abducted by your brother's girlfriend and her ape-like partner and wasn't able to RSVP, Chastity said. More silence. But Quan? Really? he asked finally. Is that what you're poking your lips out about, Chastity said, that I had sex with Quan? Let me remind you. I thought I was about to die and be burned to death. He just happened to be there. I figured if I was going out, I could at least take my mind off of it, Chastity said. Luke thought about it and couldn't find fault with her logic. After a few moments, he softened up a bit. So, the time with me, since you weren't in imminent danger of being burned alive, was different? Luke asked. She laughed. Yeah, that was different, she smiled. I bet it was, Luke puffed himself up. You were a job, she said sarcastically. Best part of your job, I bet. Are you always this cocky and stupid, she asked. Maybe, he grinned. Then he quickly changed the subject. So what's your real name? It can't be Chastity. Why not? What's wrong with Chastity, she asked. Well, it's a hooker's name, that's what. For your purposes, I'm Chastity. If you don't like it, feel free to call me Chaz, she said. Maybe I'll just call you Titty. That works, too. Luke smiled, saying, Titty, 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 in rapid succession like a four-year-old with a new word. Chastity flicked the intercom button off, silencing him, and gave him the finger. Fuck you, Rhodes, she muttered to herself. <laughs>